The Money Show. Shapeshifters. Tonight's shapeshifter is chief executive of the Nelson Mandela Foundation. Chief executive of the Nelson Mandela Foundation is Selo Hatang. How long have you been involved, Selo, with the foundation? Good evening, uh, Bruce. Uh, I've been involved since 2009. Uh, um, I started with the foundation when I was a spokesperson uh, for the Nelson Mandela Foundation under... Uh, the CEO ship of um, uh, Ahmad Dango. Um, and uh, yeah, those were the days when Madiba was trying to retire. We're doing um, this 4664 concert. Don't, call, well, don't, don't like call me, I'll call you. Remember yeah. that, that fateful statement. Yeah. And he, uh, kept, he kept busy. And he tried. Um, <laughs> it was not for lack of trying. And uh, yeah. we just wouldn't let him uh, just rest. I guess because the world needed him more than ever. Um, as it was more and more fractured. Yeah. And uh, more and more even so today. Um, what does even the foundation, so today. What does the foundation do? What's its, what's its purpose? What's its role? What does it see itself doing in the world? We do three things. Um, we, we, we do uh, Mandela Day work. Uh, Mandela Day is a campaign that uh, started, uh, uh, that was declared rather by, by the United Nations as an international day for humanitarian work, but also to, to deal with uh, social justice, uh, where we, we, we help communities um, or try get communities to help each other. Um, and uh, and it's a day which uh, Madiba's uh, birthday, but now we've tried to make it every day. That's why we, we, we say, we're saying each one of us must take action, inspire change in our communities and make every day a Mandela Day. That's one part. The second part of our work is what we call memory work, where we have uh, Madiba's archive, um, we're ranging from letters he wrote while he was in prison, uh, his Nobel Peace Prize, uh, the office he worked from uh, after his uh, presidency, uh, that's part of our memory work. Uh, and that memory work uh, informs our dialogue work, which is the third leg of our work. Um, and uh, with the dialogue, we, we, uh, what most of your listeners will remember it's a, is a, the Nelson Mandela Annual Lecture, which is in, in its 20th edition this year. Uh, going to um, Durban, uh, where we will be addressing climate change. Uh, the lecture was addressed by people like uh, President Obama, uh, President Tabombeki, uh, Archbishop Tutu, um, and people like those. And, Ellen uh, Johnson, Sir Muhammad Yunus, and yeah. Mary Robinson, and Mo Ibrahim, and Thomas Piketty, and Bill Gates. Last one was Mokhweng Mokhweng 2019. And then, of course, we had the small matter of COVID. Is this going to be the first Nelson Mandela lecture since, since 2019? 2019. So that's why it's going to be a physical one. Um, soon we'll be making uh, uh, tickets available for people to be able to um, attend the lecture. One of the beauties of the lecture is not a once-off. Um, you, you mentioned Thomas Piketty as one of the people who spoke mm. in 2015. Um, for that lecture, uh, from that lecture rather, he visited uh, Alexandra. Um, after having done this theoretical work, we took him to go and see our poverty uh, head on where he was facing it uh, in Alex. Uh, while uh, across, we took him to um, Santin. And uh, he, he walked out of there, Bruce, uh, stunned by what he saw. Um, he, he, he just couldn't believe but, um, the, the, how... You can have two communities, uh, 
just divided by highway and being that uh, so unequal. And out of that, we then started a program uh, on ECD um, where we're looking at early childhood development because he said for us to break the uh, intergenerational poverty, we must start with the good education for the little ones. Yeah, I mean, it's, and yeah, that's ECD. why we then started that ECD program, yeah, um, which has changed lives. But, um, but yeah, the the, the uh, I mean, just the scale of the issues we face, Hello. I mean, do, uh, it, it, it does not like, scare you to get out of bed some days, looking at the level of responsibility that is on your shoulders. Because of course, Nelson Mandela started this foundation himself in 1999. This is his legacy. This is the uh, a continuation of his life's work. And, and that burden of responsibility sits very firmly on your shoulders. You know, uh, yesterday we were turning, ten, we were turning 23. And uh, for 23 years, we've tried to impact lives. And uh, uh, my predecessors, uh, the likes of Ndade Kelta Shubani um, and uh, John Samuel, uh, Ahmad Dango, um, and, and, and I think uh, Sean Johnson, I think all of them, uh, tried to to change uh, uh, the face of South Africa by using the NMF as a, as a vehicle for that. And I think if um, I had to answer your question directly, there are days where I I, I feel the, the, the weight that's on my shoulders. But I always ask myself, if I don't do it, who will? Um, however, you do have moments where you also become immune to things that in the past will uh, keep you awake at night and <laughs> i've learned up, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah you have to toughen up a little bit and uh, yeah. and i i've learned that there was a, an intern who was uh, from canada that we hosted uh, uh, bruce and um, when she left she left me with a mug coffee mug that uh, permanently in front of me that uh, uh, it, it's written no is an answer uh, because <laughs> she used to watch me uh, where <laughs> someone would call and ask ask for help and I'll mm. take it upon myself that before I go to bed, I would have uh, sorted out that person's problem. But at what cost? Um, and with the mandate also just uh, sometimes just deviating from the main mandate of the foundation. So in a way, um, I've learned to also uh, to, to understand that no is a full sentence um, and, uh, and that you can actually say that's not part of our mandate. Uh, we, we we don't do that, and there are others who specialize with yeah. that area of work. Where um, is the office? Is the office in Madiba's last home in Houghton? I mean, that's from what I've been sort of looking at today. It seems like that is the the, the, the head office of the foundation. No, it's actually uh, oh, the, okay. the office was uh, purpose-built. In fact, uh, Bruce, uh, the challenge is uh, next time you're in Joburg, I'd like you to come visit us. It's, uh, it's in Houghton, close to Madiba's old home. Okay. Um, and uh, and uh, it's about 500 meters away from Madiba's old home. It, uh, uh, interestingly, uh, maybe I should tell you that uh, what we did was uh, the first uh, home in Houghton that Madiba uh, stayed in uh, between 2002, um, uh, rather 1992 uh, to 1998. We've converted that into what we call Sanctuary Mandela, uh, which has, uh, uh, and that's the place where we have... Uh, uh, a, a restaurant and you can go and uh, um, uh, we, we turned it into a home that Madiba would have lived in but uh, that it has rooms that uh, people can come and uh, enjoy it as a home with Madiba's uh, um, chef of 22 years still there, Mam Koli 
uh, who's still there. And then, it, then uh, about 500 meters away is the Nelson Mandela Foundation. And it, it has Madiba's office, which he used uh, um, uh, as his base uh, between uh, uh, 1999 and 2010. And I think if you get there, we, uh, people are inspired by how uh, our country was actually partly built from there. Yeah. Because Madiba would uh, have a dream about what he thought we, should, we, should, we could be doing differently, and he would make the call from there. You remember those calls uh, where he would call <laughs> CEOs? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure you, 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 you were part of those uh, uh, no, that, uh, where be, they called. Before, and, my, uh, before my time, sadly. Um, you know, but I, yeah, the, the story is a legion. I mean, he'd invite people onto trips, and they'd sit in the front yep. row and feel so proud to be associated with him. And the next thing, you would give the hospital pass of hospital passes. And Mr. So-and-so is here, and he's going to build you a hall. Mr. So-and-so, come and tell <laughs> the people how you how are you going to build them this hall. Tell them how big it's going to be. Tell them how wonderful it's going to be and when it's going to be finished. And people would have to go up and make these commitments because how dare you say no in front of Nelson Mandela. Uh, I, I don't think anybody ever refused a trip with Nelson Mandela either. It was an opportunity to spend time with, with him. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the, the story is legion. There are many, many stories of that. How is the foundation funded? These things don't run themselves. They are expensive beasts to run and maintain. And I mean, you're running offices, you're paying salaries, you are um, organizing big events and, and running uh, projects. How does it raise money? So, well, our, our main donors uh, are foundations, um, uh, both local and international. Interestingly, with uh, COVID-19 hitting us uh, in, in, in 2020, um, the trend where we used to have uh, over 70% uh, over of our funding coming from overseas, uh, that has changed to be local. Um, that uh, uh, local donors kicked in to help uh, the foundation. And, I, and, and we are really happy that uh, some of our donors, such as IDC, NASPAS, uh, Old Mutual Foundation, those are kind of uh, foundations and uh, institutions that kicked in to help us do the work that we did, uh, that we do now. 2020, um, we're proud to say that when uh, uh, 2020, the uh, hard lockdown hit, uh, we drove over 25,000 kilometers around the country, managed to to help over 100,000 families with food, uh, uh, groceries that are worth anything between 1,000 and 1,500 rand per family. Um, and all this was, was, was uh, all that was enabled uh, by donors who came forward. We did a program with uh, Imbumba Foundation and uh, uh, Golisi Foundation called Each One Feed One. And all those are enabled by don generous donors. But also something we, we didn't uh, tap in on, onto, uh, Bruce, was uh, to tap into individual donors. We then pleaded with individuals to say, you can make your 50 rand contribution, it will make a difference. And you won't believe the number of people who took us up on that and they contributed to help others who were uh, less fortunate. So those that's what uh, how we, we, we fund our work. We have a courier shop, which uh, is showing that it's also uh, kicking in to, to raise uh, much needed funding. Most of it, uh, uh, some of the funding rather, is also based on events that we organize. Um, uh, so we are will be in, in New York, uh, this uh, next weekend, where we will be trying to then get uh, a, a, an event that will be done in 2023 um, for us to be able to raise the much-needed funding uh, from the U.S. So that's how we 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 make the kind of funding that we, our budget is uh, just under 50 million. 
um, per annum. Um, and we, we have special projects that make it run up to about 70 million where if we have been able to raise those funds. And all of it goes back into communities. Uh, it, we, we help build ECDs at the moment because the president gave us half of his salary uh, for us to be able to do that. Um, so that's the kind of work that we do on the ground. Uh, I see that um, on the South African government website, the Nelson Mandela Foundation is listed. Um, why is that? Is there a government connection here? You know, the uh, one thing that we we we, we try pri- that we pride ourselves with is collaboration, um, and that's something we don't do enough of, Bruce. Where we 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 need to be saying, uh, not creating necessarily that. Uh, you create enemies across uh, government, between government and civil society, government and uh, corporates. If we were to work together, we'd be able to change lives. We work with social development closely. We work with the Department of Education, basic education and higher education. Uh, So we work with the the presidency um, and we, we also can be so critical of them as well whenever we think they've uh, crossed the line that shouldn't be crossed. So I think the fear that when you work with a particular department and you identify those uh, individuals within departments who do incredible work um, that you'd be failing in your mandate, if anything, it means that we'll do better uh, because you can be critical because you are friends and, and you want to hear what friends say about your work. So the Colin Mashawana Foundation and us, for example, with Old Mutual Foundation, we did something with social development where we went into KZN and helped rebuild lives that were destroyed by the floods. Um, But that can only be enabled if we work together uh, collaboratively. Absolutely. Selo Hatang is the chief executive of the Nelson Mandela Foundation. More with Selo in just a moment. The Money Show. Shapeshifters. Wrapping up with Selo Hatang, Chief Executive of the Nelson Mandela Foundation. He's told us that he carries the burden of the legacy of Nelson Mandela on his shoulders. But what's your every day include, Selo? I mean, are you hustling? Are you um, going out and talking to donors and constantly pressing the flesh? What is the average day in the life of the CEO of the Nelson Mandela Foundation? It involves uh, making calls to potential donors, um, reaching out to those that uh, I would have met uh, uh, previously. Last week, we had a golf day and um, and a dinner, uh, what we call the networking dinner um, uh, uh, the following day in Cape Town. And what what happened was uh, out of that, you'd have um, a list of uh, 30, 40 people um, that have said that uh, they would help in some way. And uh, then I have to follow up with my team, obviously, not just me, uh, with my team. We follow up uh, to say, you had said we could, we could collaborate on this. What does that look like? Um, how do we then claim that uh, so that we can then further the legacy of Madiba? Uh, that's the first thing. But secondly, I try um, uh, at least once a month, uh, go into a community, uh, one of our beneficiaries or those who will be beneficiaries in future, Uh, visit them because uh, it's only when we are connected to those communities that are in need that uh, we don't lose sight of why we do what we do. Um, And and with that once a month, uh, it's incredible what I find as as I drive because I I would be driving, for example, uh, a few years ago in Dimpopo, we were offering a, a school, a library to the school and the school turned it down. The principal turned it down, and uh, I, I thought, uh, who turns down a library? I drove to the school, 
and uh, the the kids were coming out of uh, the the field basically having relieved themselves and the principal said um, instead of a library i'd like you to please help us with the uh, toilet um and uh, and uh, this uh, so that they are safe uh, one of these days one of these children will be raped on in the field um and i wouldn't be able to explain how so by the time i got back to johannesburg uh, to my office i had raised the funds to help with that so it's uh, it's it's uh, that's the kind of work that uh, keep me uh, going um because uh, you then stay in touch we uh, i try to also um, try to uh, have a moment where i can also uh, connect with the team where I, I, would, I would sit with uh, each team member every or as a, as a collective so that you I don't lose touch of the organizational heartbeat as well. Um, and I think uh, that's what we, 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 we tend to, I guess, if you are a CEO of a big organization, much bigger than ours, uh, most of uh, the CEOs don't even know um, any of the employees. So yeah. I, I try um, to be connected to uh, it, it, it and, and understand the, the, the heartbeat of the organization in, through the eyes of the employees. Seller, we must leave it there, unfortunately.